Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's your boy, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Thursday, April 13th, almost tax day, guys. Hope you're getting your taxes done. Got to get those in to the tax guy or gal who's handling your business. I know you're not doing your taxes by yourself. Surprised people didn't. None of the advertisers, we've had some a good run of advertisers so far in 2023. I'm surprised no tax people wanted to advertise on this sports podcast because I, I know a lot of sports fans getting their taxes done at the last moment. That's what we do. We wait. Um, good night in the NBA last night. Listen, the play-in has been pretty damn solid. I got to say, three very close games. And you could argue Heat and Hawks was kind of, I mean, the fourth quarter was interesting. It wasn't like you could turn away because it's, the Atlanta friggin' Hawks. Um, but good games. We got a great guest today, a first-timer on the podcast. Um, he has covered the Sacramento Kings for a while, Cameron Salerno. I follow him on social media. He's got all the goods on the Sacramento Kings. I have been hyping the Kings since the preseason. I know you guys have listened. I said it here on Straight Fire. I said it on The Herd. The Kings were going to the playoffs. Now, I even put on Twitter way back in like June, because I loved Keegan Murray. I advocated them to pick him. Nobody else had Keegan Murray going that high. And it worked out great for the Kings. Keegan Murray's excellent. Um, our guest, he believes Keegan Murray could, could, could draw some Steph Curry defensively on Saturday in what should be a really good game. So you'll like the interview. Um, even if you're not a Sacramento Kings fan, the vibe, the energy, they're good. Very good around the Sacramento Kings. That series is going to be popping. Saturday, it's appointment viewing. I don't know if I have anything really scheduled for Saturday. Listen, I don't have much of a social life. Um, I'm old. I have two kids. 
Uh, I like to think I'm young. I, for instance, I played soccer last night for like over 90 minutes. No injuries, thank goodness. This is where I am in my soccer playing career. It's Essentially, there's a tournament in our area for all the schools. Like if you go to school A, every kid who goes to the school, their parent is eligible to be on a soccer team and they play a tournament against the other elementary school B and middle school C and high school D. And, you know, we, we did really well last time. We lost to the semifinals. And it, listen, we were able to add a guy who just got his kid to my kid's school. And it's, I mean, he's incredible. We played with him last night for the first time. He's, I mean, he's the guy's freaking awesome. And he had a flick. Like, you got to get used to playing with really good players. This guy's like, I don't know, probably eight or nine years younger than me. And he's immensely skilled. He plays in men's leagues. He's European. And you could just see the intensity my first time playing with him. And when he's like leading guys on passes and they don't run, he's like upset. And this is like pickup soccer. <laughs> um, and at one point, I put the hand up like I'm going to make a run. And he flicks it, kind of just like the flick over two dudes' heads, right on my head running. And I just headed it in. And it was like one of those, oh. And trust me, I ain't good. I'm just an athlete out there getting cardio and and working on my touch and doing what I can to get the dub because I like to stay um, as healthy as possible and running around burning you know, 1,300 calories at night, going to sleep, waking up, grinding on straight fire. It's, it doesn't get much better than that, ladies and gentlemen. And I, it, listen, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to tick people off with this. And the intention is not to do that. The, okay, this is what I'm going to say. I have been the captain of the Zach Levine fan club for several years. Many have gone come and been like, oh yeah, I'm on board, I'm on board. And then they go to Zach Levine Island with me and they're like, I can't ride with Zach Levine, man. This guy doesn't win anything. And they bounce. A lot of people have bailed on the, what is he, 28-year-old kid out of UCLA who basically is best known as the Space Jam dunk champ. And I have not been a huge fan of the dunk contest in you know recent years. I maintain the Zach Levine Space Jam series of dunks is the greatest I have ever witnessed. I know people love Jordan and Dominique and Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard, Mac McClung. Great, great. Zach Levine is my guy. I really am a huge fan. I know he's had some injuries. I actually believe he is criminally underrated. This is a guy. Are you ready for this? In his career, he came out of college quickly out of UCLA. Three years in Minnesota. He's now six years in, in Chicago. We're talking nine years, jack and threes. He's a 38% three-point shooter. That's really damn good. Now, he doesn't do a ton else. He's a solid passer um, this season, four assists per game. Uh, this season, four rebounds per game. He's long defensively, gives an effort. I mean, he's not a great defender. But few players look as good as Zach Levine on the court. Um, they handle, and he's getting by you, and he's doing some aerial cool stuff on the way to the rim. Um, you know, even if it's not dunking, some of the reverse layups are just so acrobatic. And I know this sounds like, what, Jay, 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 you, you bag on Kyrie Irving for his, um, immense skill set and his, um, elite layup handles and, and like everything he can do in traffic. You, you like that and bag on Kyrie Irving. Like that's all he can do. No, Zach Levine has never, never, repeat, never been a number two on a team. He's been forced to be a number one. And that ain't easy, guys. You think it's easy trying to be a, a number one on the Chicago Bulls? Levine, he's an all-NBA candidate. I'm not even kidding. He has had an amazing year, 84% from the line. And then he caps it off 
last night in the play-in game, on the road, they're losing by 15. I think they were down at 1.16. And Zach Levine just says at this point, I'm going to take this game over because nobody on my team can do anything. They're, they're kind of locking up DeMar DeRozan. Vucevic, he's all right, but we, I don't trust him. He can't make a three to save his life. Pat Bev can't do a damn thing offensively. Caruso is an incredible defender. Had an outstanding game defensively. But offensively, he's limited. And like Patrick Williams doesn't really know what he is. He looks like he's still growing into his body. Kobe White can give us some stuff, but I need to take this game over. And Levine was incredible. 39 points, 13 of 15 from the line. Absolutely took the game over in the second half. 17 points in the third when they were down 19. 17 points in the third. And then added 13 in the fourth. In the second half, Zach Levine had 30 points. In the second half, the Raptors had 47. Levine, by himself, brought the team back in what was extraordinary. I mean, just watching the guy go to work, step back, he is just such a good player. Now, I know everybody's going to get excited about DeMar DeRozan's daughter screaming on free throws. And yes, the Raptors did kind of lose this game by going 18 for 36 from the foul line. Pascal Siakam just clanging them all over the place. Uh, OG Ananobi can't shoot a free throw to save his life. Fred Van Vliet, who is a really good player and I like a lot, 26-12-8 and and missed three free throws. Hit seven threes, missed three free throws. Like, they couldn't buy a free throw. It was, it was painful to watch. The bench had delivered them nothing. And now the Raptors, folks, go into a tumultuous offseason where it seems like they're probably going to lose Fred Van Vliet and... I don't know about this. Hey, we can make Scotty Barnes the point guard. Like, really? Scott? Okay. He's, I don't. He's very limited. Can't make free throws either. Four of seven. Not really a three point shooter. I, I mean, I like Scotty Barnes. Everybody loves him. Uh, I didn't see Scotty Barnes staying in front of Zach Levine. Did you? Anyone out there? OG Ananobi? He's getting cooked. He put Fred Van Vliet in a spin cycle. I mean, Zach Levine went off, folks. It was an awesome performance. They come from behind and get the victory on the road in Toronto, um, and now they have to go. I'm looking at the schedule. So uh, there's no games tonight, so go enjoy the night with your family, hang out, play play Monopoly, play some Clue, or if you are single, you know, get out to the bar, the Thursday night bar scene, not bad. Um, and then Friday night, I, I don't know necessarily that it's appointment viewing, um, but on the eve of the playoffs, really it starts Saturday. Friday night, we now get Bulls Heat. Heat are five-and-a-half-point favorites. I mean, what an advantage for the Heat. You know, I know they were the higher seed, but the Bulls had to travel to Toronto. They come home. Now they got to go to Florida. That's why the Heat are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, That's going to be a tall order for the Bulls. I have no play on that one yet. I had liked Bulls first half. Uh, Thank goodness you don't have to bet every single game. And, um, you know, the Chicago Bulls did not cover in the first half at all. The other game, which I... You know, wasn't as locked in on because I went to play soccer. But every time I looked, I'm like, how is the Pelicans not pulling away? Why are the Pelicans not pulling away? And they let OKC dust them in the third quarter. And folks, like we know Shea Gilders Alexander is very good. But did we know Josh Giddy was this good? 31, 10, and 9 in 42 minutes? I mean, Josh Giddy, listen, I, I know he's not a traditional point guard. But he did play in the NBL, and I got to see him because uh, I, you know, we're minority owners of the OKC Breakers. I'm sorry, not the OKC Breakers, <laughs> the New Zealand Breakers. Um, OKC Thunders, where Josh Giddy went from the NBL. Josh Giddy's 20 
years old. And he almost had a triple-double in a play-in game. Kid is pretty nice. Listen, I'm pretty stunned. I thought the Pels had it. Um, uh, Gilgis Alexander, 32. Giddy, 31. Uh, Lou Dort. uh, Listen, Lou Dort, I like him, man. I like him. He's a gunner. He plays a lot of defense. And... For the Pelicans, just a tough one. C.J. McCollum, I, I listen. I really thought he'd come through. He had a rough game, five for fifteen. Be, uh, Brandon Ingram had a good game. He had thirty points, got to the line. But uh, ultimately, when you don't have Zion Williamson and your bench consists of like Jackson Hayes and Josh Richardson, and I, it's just a little disappointing. Uh, and for the Pelicans, who remember made it to the first round last year, gave the Phoenix Suns hell, and now they're done, and they got questions like, okay, well. Are we going to have Zion next year? And OKC, meanwhile, goes on to the Friday night game. Their turnaround time, remember, they had to go to New Orleans. Not a bad trip. Then they go right back to OKC. Then they go to Minnesota. And the Wolves are four-and-a-half-point favorites. The assumption is Rudy Gobert will play in that one. Uh, Coming off the one-game suspension, he will have had now three extra days of rest. Um I, 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 I mean, I'm not really, it's just too early for, I, I can really not even look at that game because I'm really trying to focus on Saturday's games, which obviously is when the playoffs begin and get super interesting. Um, we're starting to get some clarity. I am entering a player points pool. Remember, I did one for the NCAA tournament, happened to win that one. Thank you very much. Um, Sonogo and um, Matt Bradley getting to the final really helped me, and I was able to forge ahead in the final four and take the victory. Um, but Saturday's lineup, not bad. Nets at Sixers. And if you're out here in L.A., that's at 10 a.m. You got to love it. West Coast life. Then the Hawks-Celtics. I, listen, I like the Hawks, but it's a bad matchup. I was digging into some of the numbers. If you look at during the regular season, the Celtics made, and we're just throwing out one game where it was all backups. The Celtics made 23s in one game against Atlanta and then 21 in another. Like, the Hawks don't defend the three well. I think they're a good team. I'm not selling their stock. I just think it's a bad matchup against the Celtics. And Boston's favored by nine. Um, then there's the Knicks-Cavs, which is good. Cavs only five and a half feels light, light, especially if Julius Randle is not going to play. Um, I guess we're still waiting word. I was I was reading that he was going to be out the first two games for sure, but that number still feels light, uh, especially the way Cleveland plays defense. But Cleveland's offense can be spotty. And then the nightcap is Warriors-Kings. And um, to break that one down, by the way, Kings are one-point favorites in that one. Warriors are favorites in the series. We still haven't got total word if Wiggins will start. He's practicing practicing with the team this week. So we'll see about that. Let's just talk about it with our guest. Let's welcome into Straight Fire for the first time, Cameron Salerno. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. 
touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a special guest. He's never been on the pod. He is living currently, I believe, in Sacramento, which I guess we could call the basketball capital of the NBA this week. I don't know. First home playoff game there uh, since like the Vietnam era, apparently. Well, let's welcome, let's welcome in Cameron Salerno. Cameron, how are you, man? I'm doing good, Jason. How about yourself? I, mean, I think uh, like I'm excellent. Said, like you said, yeah, I am in Sacramento. I've lived here my entire life. I mean, grew up here. I mean, this is probably the most crazy I've ever seen in this city. I mean, everyone wow. just dying for playoff basketball and everyone's been begging for this for years and years and years and now it's finally happening so i think the city just buzzing and everyone's just so excited to get going and game one is going to be absolutely electric like we're talking about off there i mean it's going to be probably the craziest environment i think the warriors have played in during their playoff dynasty Mm. and i mean i know they they play in some very tough environments and hostile environments if that i mean they played in boston obviously last summer memphis i mean i know every when they had that rivalry going, yeah, there were some interesting battles with Houston a few years ago. Oh gosh, yeah. they're really good. But I'm saying from just a perspective of a loud arena, 
it's going to be when the Kings take the floor on Saturday. I mean, I think everyone, it's kind of been said that the whole fan base is going to stand up and just give a huge round of applause. Like it, it's going to be unreal. It just, it, it just, you know, gives you chills just thinking about yeah. it. Cause I mean, every, every reporter's dream and journal stream, just cover a good game or go to a game with a good environment. I think both of them are going to check both those boxes. So it's going to be a lot of fun to be a part of them. Obviously I've been, to every single Kings home game and cover them this year, except two. Um, it was funny, the two they lost, they lost the Nuggets after blowing a 20-point lead, and then the second one was they lost the Spurs after, you know, Oof. a day where they could have clinched the Pacific Division at home, and obviously they didn't do that. But you've seen the crowd really kind of get louder and louder as the year has gone on. I think everyone's kind of seen the viral clip when they played the Jazz earlier this year when Kevin Herter hit that three for the mm. win down by two and just the arena exploded. And I think that's probably the loudest the arena has been all year, but obviously there's been some crazy moments too, but I mean, playoff basketball, there's nothing like it. And I think the stage has been waiting for this moment for 17 years, 17. So now wait, you covered them for a while during their bad stretch. You know, the Vlade Divac years where he was uh, trying to pull some strings. They had DeMarcus cousins and messing around and like, they have not been good for a long time. I think they ended the longest playoff streak or drought in the NBA this season. But I will say it's been a bit of a surprise. You know, I was early on the Kings. A couple other media people were, but by and large, people were like, ah, it's the Kings. I, I want to take I want to take you back quickly to the trade where they shipped Tyrese Halliburton, who everybody loved, analytics darling, darling to the uh, Pacers for Sabonis. I mean, there were other guys in the trade. But correct me if I'm wrong, Cameron. When that deal happened, the media, which loves groupthink in the NBA, mostly said the Kings were the losers in that deal. Correct. And I think, honestly, I was stunned. I think all my colleagues in Sacramento were stunned that they trade Hal Burnin. No one saw it coming. I mean, honestly, if you would have told me, I don't know, how long does that go? Over a year ago. If you told me that one guard was going to get traded from that team, I would have told you it been Darren. Just mm. because. But also, too, I think... I mean, this isn't really source of information, but it's kind of like obvious. You weren't going to be able to move De'Aaron with that contract because you just signed a huge, huge extension. I think the offseason prior, I think the deal was either kicking in the first year that, or the first year the big deal was last year. And so, I mean, he was making a lot of money. And Tyrese obviously is on a rookie scale contract, which is nine day. It's not like the NFL where um, the salary cap is different. But I'm saying is, I think a lot of people were stunned they made that move. Not just because, I mean, I said they had to make a big move at the deadline. I mean, they, I thought the two guys are they should go after were Sabonis and Ben Simmons. And obviously, oh. we know how Ben Simmons turned out. But what's interesting, too, kind of on Simmons, which I think is an interesting point. Um, I would not be surprised if the Kings try to go after him at some point. I know they really liked him. And something that's also interesting is uh, Sac State's basketball coach, um, is David Patrick and his godson is Ben Simmons. And they're very, very close. Um, I know he's also close to Matisse Thibel, who played the Australian national team. That's David right. Patrick is the Australian national team assistant coach. And so he has some connections there. But kind of going back to your point, I think a lot of people were stunned. I mean, I was even – at first, I was I was not a fan of the trade just because Hal Burton is just an incredible player. I think it's funny. In his last game in Sacramento, he had 18 assists or something like that. Wow. And so you just knew that long-term Halburn and Fox might not work out just because there are just two or two guys who need the ball in their hands. I mean, Halburn is a facilitator and Darren is a scorer, but they both kind of need the ball in their hands to make the offense work. 
And, you know, when Halpern was drafted, he didn't start right away. He came off the bench then kind of last year or, yeah, the year prior. They're like, all right, we're going to start both guards, even though Tyrese and Fox are both true point guards. And so it didn't really work out how they kind of envisioned it. And I think it, it's harder to find good centers in the NBA than finding good guards. I mean, good guards are a dime a dozen. You can name yeah. 10, 15 guards who should be all NBA, but there's probably only a few centers who probably realistically have a chance to make all NBA. I mean, Sabonis, Jokic, Embiid, I mean, AD, if you want to qualify him as a center and other guys like that. But trading for Sabonis really kind of unlocked their whole offense. And you saw in flashes when he played in Sacramento, I think he only played 15 games after he got traded last season. But hiring Mike Brown was the best decision the Kings organization has made in years. And he's really kind of instilled a culture in this franchise and just really changed a lot. And I mean, like I said, it's the best decision that this franchise has made in years. Yeah, Sabonis, I think, led the NBA in double-doubles. Fox was the most clutch player in the NBA. And it's weird because I I don't know, I mean, how close, I don't follow a ton of the NBA media people, but they all think alike. Well, if this stat says this, then you've got to go with this person for whatever. And the trade, listen, I was a little surprised, but I was a always a big De'Aaron Fox guy. When you saw him in college, you were like, gosh, this guy's dominant. And it almost felt like, like Halliburton was going to overtake him, but he never quite did. And yeah. now they keep Fox and he's thriving. I, I, Cameron, I don't know. I, I, this season that they've had is incredible, but I'm looking at the stats. This jumps out as probably the reason they're the three seed. Fox started 73 games. Sabonis, 79. Red look Velvet, 75. Yeah, <laughs> Barnes, 82. Officer. Yeah. And, and Keegan Murray, the rookie, 78. When you have five core guys starting that many games together— you're going to win. Everyone around the league is taking load management, has injuries. How much have the lack of injuries been a huge bonus for the uh, Kings? Oh, well, I'll tell you a funny story. So I was talking about this with a few of my coworkers before the Wizards game in December. And I was talking about how, like, you know, the Kings really haven't had any major injuries so far this season. Kind of, in some sense, got lucky. And it was that night Sabonis hurt his hand, which mm. found out he, like, fractured some part of his thumb. And everyone thought he was going to be out for weeks. And like someone who I talked to who used to be very close in the Kings organization, the medical department said, like, I wouldn't play him. And that was kind of alarming to hear just because this was a fit. This is maybe a day after the injury and they really hadn't released any other details. Just kind of said what happened and everyone saw the report. But then obviously Sabonis played through the injury. And I think his first game back, I think it was. it. Was, I forget what game, if game it was off the top of my head. Oh, it was a Nuggets game. The, the first game they won. He had like a 20 and 20 game and he had a triple double. And so he just really dominated. And I was like, all right, like if he's going to play, then I think they're going to be fine. But like you said, like the Kings haven't load managed this year. I mean, the most they've load managed is the last two games of the season where they're already locked in the three seed and there's no point yeah. in playing the starters. And I mean, Darren obviously sat out a few games, you know, with minor injuries and Sabonis so missed, I think, a few games because of injuries. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the having that, you know, sense of cohesion with with the starters. I forget the exact stat and how many minutes. So I don't want to misquote, but I know their starting units played the most minutes in the NBA together. Wow. And so that's very underrated. I know a lot of people ask, like, why didn't they make a move at the trade deadline? Because they really liked the roster and they didn't really want to mess up the chemistry. Uh, kind of take back in 2018. So this was their best season since, obviously, the playoff drought. I think I forget how many. I think there were maybe one or two games above 500 or around 500. Mm-hmm. And the emotional leader on that team was Amon Shumpert, and everyone loved that guy in the locker room. Like he was, was, he was he the really? heart. Oh yeah, they so 
they had so this they're called the scores that was their uh nickname it was bagley's rookie year um it was Darren's second year in the league and it was shumper like they just had they weren't good like they were they weren't that great but like they just were a good team and they had good key, team chemistry anyways in the trade deadline they traded shumper i forget who they trade him for but anyways the next day, they trade for Harrison Barnes, which was... Wait a second. Hold up. Hold up. Shumper was a leader in the locker room. He played, looks like, 42 games in Sacramento. How did that happen? Oh, no. He was he was the emotional leader of the locker room. Like, he he is the Malik Monk of the team. Like, right... Or Malik Monk, I think, is the heartbeat of the Kings right now. Okay. What I'm saying is, Shumper was the heartbeat of the, that locker room. So, when they trade him, it was a shocker to everyone. Wow. And so, it kind of really messed up that team chem. So... When the trade deadline came around this year, and everyone's like, "Why aren't they making a move?" I mean, obviously not the same people are in the front office now because we know who was previously. But yes, I'm saying is they didn't want to mess up the team chem, and I think it paid off because you know they're still they're doing really well, and you know like I think everyone really likes each other, and it it sounds so cliche, it sounds like a high school thing, but they really really enjoy each other, and um, it's a big reason why they've had so much success. I mean. Their team chemistry is is incredible, and and their bench has really stepped up. I mean, the biggest problem heading to the off season or heading into the off season last year was three point shooting because obviously they trade Buddy Heald, who is one of the best three point shooters in the NBA, but he comes with baggage. Uh, but they went out and trade for her, Kevin Herter, who I think was I don't forget what number he was in the NBA, but he was behind Keegan Murray, who they drafted, uh, who led the team in three pointers with two hundred six. Herter had two hundred five. And so they really kind of went out and added, you know, Malik Monk also, who is De'Aaron Fox's best friend. And that's someone who he has they were a lot college of teammates, right? Yeah. When they played at, at Kentucky. Kentucky. That's right. Yeah. And they're really close. And I think having that team chemistry was, was really underrated and, and Monk was really excited. But it, what's interesting is you'll see in kind of the game or the statue you looked at, Malik Monk hasn't started one game this year. I, I was just going to ask that. How was he the emotional leader when he's come off the bench for every single game this season? So it's funny. So whenever Herter or um, not Barnes, but whenever Herter was out, I think Herter missed maybe five or six games this year, if I'm if I remember right. But he always started Terrence Davis, or he would start um, uh, Kessler Edwards, and everyone was like, "Why? Like, why aren't you starting Malik Monk? Malik Monk's your sixth man." And I think Mike just didn't want to mess up the rotations, but like he likes him coming off the bench because he can facilitate. But you know, you see Malik close a lot of games. Like he'll close for Herder sometimes. He'll close for Keegan sometimes if they want to go small. And so it just like kind of philosophy they have. Like he hasn't started one game this year. And so how he's an emotional leader, just he really, he truly is the heartbeat of the Sacramento Kings. I truly believe that. If you ask anyone in that locker room, or if you ask anyone in Sacramento, like media wise. I was like, we would all say the same thing. He's the heartbeat of the team. Like he is an emotional leader who kind of like keeps everyone in check. I mean, he can come up the bench and drop 10 points when Malik is going. I mean, the Kings are going too. I mean, there's some games where he comes off the bench and shoots to a 10. And then there's some games like the Clippers game a few months ago where he drops 45 off the bench. And I forget how many exactly he had heading to the fourth quarter that game. But if I remember, I think he had 15 points heading into the fourth quarter, and he dropped 30 in fourth quarter, first overtime, second overtime. So, yeah, yeah I, I would say Malik is the heartbeat, like you said. Like, he's he's not the best player on the team, but he definitely makes the biggest impact, I think. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we've said a lot of nice things about the Kings for 10 minutes now. Um, now, I, this, this is going to be painful for the Kings fans listening. But, and you know this, obviously, um, defense matters in the playoffs. And according to, what is it, uh, uh, John Hollinger's advanced stats, efficiency uh, numbers. Uh, there's 30 teams in the NBA. The Kings are 25th in defensive efficiency. The other, only other teams that are in the playoffs, not playing, that are that low are the Clippers at 19 and the Nuggets at 18. That's crazy. I mean, I know Kevin Herter, he might struggle to guard me. Um, De'Aaron Fox, like, he's quick. I, I don't know that he'd be called a great defender. Um, Sabonis is not a rim protector. Um, I like Keegan Murray's length. I don't know. Like, can they get enough stops to make this series against the Warriors interesting? I think they can. I mean, the 
kind of the flip it around, like I, I want to answer your question first, but just as a kind of a thought I had before, like I, I didn't think about it. Someone I think is going to be really interesting in the series is obviously I think the Warriors X factor, like minus Curry and Clay, like is Andrew Wiggins. Andrew okay. Wiggins yeah. in that playoff run last year was phenomenal. And so for me, like I look at Wiggins and I think, how is he going to perform in the playoffs where he hasn't played in 20 plus games? I mean, obviously he was going through a really personal family matter. He missed over two months. This is going to be his first game back. Like how many minutes is he going to play? Because Did they say he's starting, by the way? They haven't said he's starting, but I assume he will. I mean, if he if, even if he comes off the bench, he's going to play probably 30 minutes. But, but my point is, like, he's going to have to guard. He's going to be probably the one assigned to guard De'Aaron because he's, I think, the Warriors' best oh, on ball. Oh, no defense. way. Really? Yeah. First game back in the music, they put him on Fox? Yeah. I think, I think he so. might get lit up. Oh, jeez. Why not I'm play? <sighs> I don't know. Because I, I, I don't think Clay's too- a great defender anymore. De'Aaron, De'Aaron's too quick for Clay, but Wiggins is their best home ball defender. I mean, they'll they'll count. They'll throw GP two at Fox. Yes, but anyway, going back to your going back to your question, like I think the Kings can get enough stops because they have shown it. Like everyone talks about the Clippers game and how it was this high scoring game, which it was. Mm-hmm. But if you look at how the game ended, the Kings end the game on a six zero run. I think they got like four or five stops in a row. Another game that really stands out to me too is I think probably their biggest win of the season thus far. Like at this point was they played the um, Cavaliers in Cleveland, and I think they were playing without De'Aaron Fox that night, and I think they were down by nine points with four minutes left to end the game on a 19-0 run. They got like I think seven or eight straight stops or something crazy like that. So they they have shown the ability to get stops, but. Obviously, you know you look at games like the Spurs game a few weeks ago where they give up 140 points to. <laughs> a team trying to tank and get Victor and that's concerning. Like, and another thing that I think is concerning too, is the two biggest games of the season so far where the Timberwolves was a Timberwolves game at home a few right. weeks ago where they had a chance to clinch a playoff berth in Sacramento. They lost a late egg. The Spurs game at home against a tanking team. They had a chance to clinch the division from the home fans. They laid an egg. And so how are they going to show up to game one, which is obviously the biggest game in Sacramento in 17 years. It's a huge opportunity for this fan base. I mean, it, it's going to be electric. Like, how are they going to show up? Mm. Uh, so kind of answer your question, though. I think they can get enough stops. I mean, the Warriors are, I think, one of the best dynasties of all time. I mean, if if they aren't first, they're second mm-hmm. behind the Bulls or vice versa, you know. And so, I mean, the thing is, too, is I know a lot of people are talking on Twitter. Like, I've... I've kind of tried to stay out of it because, you know, like, I like to just sit back and observe and enjoy my life. But a lot of, you know, Warriors and Kings media and fans are going at each other and, you know, just talking on Twitter. And I'm just like, I don't know. I, I, I truly say this just because this is what Kings players have said publicly. And I there's no reason like to not say this. Like the Kings aren't scared of the Warriors. They really aren't. Because if you're scared of a team, you're going to lose a series. Like the Kings really have nothing to lose in some sense. No one thought they'd be... Well, in the playoffs, let alone a top three or four seat. So, let me ask you: You watch the games between you watch that Lakers and Wolves game, right? Unfortunately, um, so, <laughs> and everybody's going to say, "Oh, it was ugly. It was terrible basketball." On some level, that is playoff basketball. Intense right. half court defense, guys getting after it, uh, uh, guys hustling their butts off. And I just wonder if a team hasn't played defense all season, can they all of a sudden turn it on? Or is this just going to have to be a you know first to one thirty wins kind of game? It, it, there's going to be probably at least two or three of the games in the series if it does go farther than six games where 
if the Canes win, they're going to have to score like 120 plus. Oh my! And it, it is funny. it is funny you say that though because oh that game was this, the Timberwolves offense was disgusting. In the fourth oh, it was quarter. gross. Just some of the the sets they were trying to run. I mean, I I think your team your um your basketball team that I've seen highlights on Twitter I think probably would have played you know a little <laughs> better like at least you know uh, little, you guys move the ball well we do pass and a lot yeah the, the Timberwolves were literally waiting for the shot clock to get down to six or seven to like start their offense jack a three Oof. and there were so many times where um Cat was matched up one on one with Austin Reeves at the top of the key and then Cat would just shoot a jumper where there's yeah soft stuff. It's it's peak basketball in 2023 though. It's mm. like a a center who is six eleven seven foot matchup on a guard who's six two or six three is settling for a jump shot where he can just go to the basket and he yeah. is shown. But I mean that's just that's kind of I think the, the fouls might have gotten his head a little bit, but he also yeah. wore down. It looked like they were tired in the fourth. Uh, yeah. I, I do want to ask you. You said who's going to guard De'Aaron Fox? That's a legitimate question. I will counter with this: Are you going to put Fox on Curry? Do you think Mike Brown would do that? But uh, um, the counterpoint also is who else is going to guard stuff? No, well, that's that. That's where I, I, I and that leads me to this. I wouldn't put Fox on him. I can't have Fox running my offense and then going and chasing Curry through a, a gauntlet of screens. And we know Kevin Herter cannot do that. No, um, I my guess is ultimately that this will be a Davion Mitchell series where he's yeah. playing a lot more than expected. Um, Mike Brown knows defense. Davion Mitchell, his nickname is Off Night. Um, yeah. But I, I notice he's only playing like 15, 20 minutes a game. Yeah, his his regression year two has been kind of disappointing from a lot of, but, but a lot what, of people. What, like what led to this? Is it simply the addition of Herder? Well, I think it's some inflation of De'Aaron didn't play a lot last year, plus Halliburton being mm-hmm. out, plus you know injuries where Davion was starting a lot of games late in the season. He was also playing 25, 30 minutes a night. And I think if you look at it, I think he played 10, averaged 10 more minutes a game his rookie year than this year. And also, too, it's like you said, it's they've added Herder, they've added Monk, like guy, like Monk has played the one sometimes, and it's possible he does that this series too. Hmm. But I would say it, it's funny. So Mike Brown, for some reason, likes to give Keegan these tough assignments, oh, especially earlier in I the like year. I like that. Yeah, it's like there were some moments where he was guarding Davion, or not Davion, sorry, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he was guarding Steph. He was guarding, um, like he was just guarding the team's first or second best player. And so maybe there's a chance that, well, I think the Warriors are going to hunt switches on Keegan, or they're going to try to. I think he's a good defender, though. Steph. No, he is. He He's solid. He has good length. Um, he's definitely going to be a, a really good defender for years to come, but. That, that I mean, anybody who has to guard Steph is a tough match. But I know a lot of it's funny. A lot of Warriors fans have been saying like, "Who's going to guard 30? Like, I don't know. At some point, you just have to let Steph just get his and hope everyone else around doesn't mm. kill you like on the other end. Uh, but I think you know, at the end of the day, I think Wiggins will guard Fox just because Wiggins is their best defender. But it is going to be interesting to see how he does. Where he hasn't played in twenty plus games, so. Mm. Uh, I'm really curious how he does because if he if he is healthy and he truly is that X factor like he was last postseason, Warriors are going to be very hard to stop. Uh, I'll I'll close with this one. So Sabonis, a guy I like a lot, has kind of destroyed um, the Warriors in head to head meetings. I see he had a 19-14-6 game. He had a 26-22-8 game. You know, he's all, it looks like he's only played one playoff series in Indiana. They got swept. Yeah. He didn't do much. Um, 
going up against Draymond Green, we know Draymond's going to goon it up and try to get under his skin. You think Sabonis is up for this challenge? Yeah, I think so. I think he's, I mean, if you want to put De'Aaron or Sabonis, I don't know, like, the thing is, is from a from an outside perspective, I'm curious what people think as far as who who the head of the snake is as far as De'Aaron or Sabonis goes, who's the best part in the Kings. Mm. Yeah, Sabonis but, led them in assists. He, he did, and he also led the NBA in rebounds. But I'm saying is, Steph is obviously the number one pl- best player in the series by far. But I'm saying is the Kings might have the second and third best player in the oh, series. Oh, so, and and that's and spicy. Fox and Sabonis. I mean, I think just Fox. I mean, who else on the Warriors would you say is second or third? No, you're right. Uh, it's definitely not Draymond. I don't think it's Clay. I love Jordan Poole, but it's certainly not him. And Wiggins hasn't played in forever. That's a spicy take. Uh, Warriors fans are probably going to have your head for it. Um, so, Cameron, I just, I mean, where are you working now? Uh, so I'm at 24-7 Sports, which uh, cover college football and basketball a lot. So I also freelance with Associated Press, have been for the entire King season. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's uh, like I said, I've, I've grown up in Sacramento. I I didn't know I was going to be covering the Kings really a lot this year. And, it, and I was probably going to cover them for about maybe 10 games. And they kept needing help. So, you know, I helped out. Nice. And uh, Timing yeah, is everything, bro. Time, Congrats, time everything, man. Hey, I thanks a lot for taking the time to come on the pod, Cameron. Uh, yeah, everybody, you can follow him on social media. All right, Cameron, enjoy the series. We'll talk to you soon. We'll do. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast! podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.